0: Welcome to Church and Other Drugs.
1: Chit chit chit. Check it out. I'm Jed. I'm Jay. I
0: really hate it when people make small, well, soft and small repetitive noises.
1: Soft and or small. Like
0: I was. uh, Like human
1: noise, like human noises, or like they're tapping their foot. Is tapping their foot a thing? Actually,
0: both. Because my friend does this thing where he uh, he picks his finger, so I just hear like a.
1: Oh like his fingernail?
0: Oh dude and it just like drives it's all I can hear. It's does all he, I can hear.
1: you know, does he know? Yeah, you I've told hate him it?
0: I've told him 'cause I can't that one I can't take. I had I've And dealt. he doesn't give a shit? He no, just he does, it. he does. It's a it's a nervous thing, so I can't like like I get it, but it's still I'm I'm literally like about to like flip out.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: And then my other friend who listens to this song, I won't say his name, but he's a loud breather. Uh huh. So I just hear uh-huh. a, lot, a
1: lot of <laughs> Shout outs to loud breathers.
0: <laughs> so loud! I like the Lavelle yeah. Crawford joke when when they're like Lavelle, you know that big fat black dude from Breaking no. Bad.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They're like, "Do you have to breathe so loud?" And he's like, "Yeah, I gotta live."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think Is like people just living their life and just hate them. I on mean, it. I,
0: it's a total. It's a total. I think it's a it's it's another leftover from my tweaker days because I, mm, I, don't, I don't remember having like hypersensitivity hyper-sensi- like, Hyper to yeah. everything that I notice.
1: You know what's funny? Like not uh, kind of the same note, but a little bit different is I swear to the Lord. Earplugs saved my marriage. And I'll tell you why. My wife got her ego got prego and she started <laughs> snoring like a motherfucker. And I couldn't, like, I would flip the fuck out in the middle of the night. I couldn't take it. I couldn't do it.
0: I don't know how Kaylee does it, because I I snore, apparently, like, crazy. But she she says that she can, like, kick me, and I'll I'll stop. And I don't mind being like, I always tell her, just wake me up, because I'll go right back to sleep.
1: Yeah, but then it's like, how many times does she have to, she's, like, never gotten this full night's sleep ever.
0: Well, she doesn't come to bed until, like, 2 a.m. anyway
1: uh okay so it's it's yeah yeah no i can't do that i'll lose i can't either
0: that's a dude in every roommate i had like in in rehabs was always just a horrific like sleep apnea snoring Ugh. it's, it's bad nothing will make you like homicidal quicker
1: oh my lord i'd kill somebody but yeah so earplugs earplugs are the jam yes um hey we have some news oh yeah what's the news the news is we have a couple of things of a couple newses. News eye, pieces of news? I don't know. Uh, snippets. Snippets? Yep. Um in marketing they call those clips. Little known fact.
0: Luckily we're not in marketing.
1: Yeah, nobody cares. Um yo, we have a Facebook group. We do. We have an awesome Facebook group for our patrons
0: patrons tell me does it bother you if i vape on air i just realized i did that uh let me know it bothers me does it? Is,
1: that, really. is that
0: like a jed thing where like it's a small noise that's like driving me fucking insane
2: <laughs> that's it's the irony is I, makes... I know
0: because then i'll be so super conscious of I'm, i'll realize that oh shit i've been making a noise for the past like two minutes everyone oh, no, no, no. hates me
1: <laughs> i don't care as long as it's like in smooth transition you know what i'm saying Right. But if it's like, you're like, oh, oh hold on. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's I'm
1: like, oh, you're killing me. You're or, killing me, small or,
0: or, or someone's, we have like a guest on it. She's like, so when my dad left,
1: <laughs> 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 go on. <clears throat> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Woo! Well, yeah, I we... have we have some other news too.
0: Yeah. Wait, yeah. We got a Facebook group, join the Patreon and you can get up in there. We'll, we'll do, we're doing live streams and
1: You can get all up in that. We're do... Sun <laughs> we're, we're, boy. We're doing,
0: we're doing cam cam shows. If you...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you made me feel I I have to say I'm a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you should. Um Can I have a drum roll, please? <laughs> You are not Joey Spencer. Don't do it. Thank you.
0: Chopper Dave. <laughs> you
1: remember?
0: <laughs> <laughs> werewolf by day. Crime. Fo- Wait, no. <laughs> News reporter by day. Crime fighting werewolf by night. Chopper Dave. <laughs> That's so great. Anyway, yeah.
1: We have a new Patriot, and her name is Marissa. She's the she. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Marissa. Thanks, Marissa. I like that name. Mucha Marissa explains it all.
1: That's right. We'll see if they Yo, I it. had, like, the hardest crush on her ever.
0: On Clarissa? Melissa Joan Hart?
1: That's right. Yeah, man. Me too. Did anybody not?
0: I don't think so. You know what's creepy in retrospect is that her, that- her, like... Pubescent teenage neighbor Sam would just like unexpectedly climb in her window with a with a ladder. (laughs) "Eh, That's kind of surprise. (laughs) And that guitar would be
1: like the little Sam Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, Marissa. Hope you're not naked. I mean, what?
0: Exactly. You know he was. was, (laughs) Oh yeah. He was hoping for so bad. Oh lord. Oh yes. But yeah, thanks, Marissa. Sweet. Yeah. Is there any other news?
1: um, we have a. We have did you want to? We have an email. Yeah, do yeah. you want to read it?
0: Yep, I got pull it pulled
1: up. It was an awesome, blossom email.
0: We got a few, but let's do this one first. This one is from Corey. Hey guys, I What's just. What's up,
1: want Corey? Shout out to Corey. Interrupt me. Right.
0: One more again. Hey, oh, I thought you. <laughs> ah.
1: I? Hey guys, I just. Really wanted... appreciate that you email Corey.
0: Hey guys, I... <laughs> I'm,
1: done. I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.
0: Hey guys. I just wanted to take a minute <laughs> to thank you for the show. It's a unique blend of faith and recovery that anyone could benefit from hearing. I'm working on recovering from an addiction to opiates. A few years and tens of thousands of dollars later, I took some bad advice and got put on a high dose of Suboxone, which took forever to get off of. I use Kratom to get off Suboxone, and I do still struggle with giving that up. I own a business with about a dozen people, and I've always used that as an excuse for not having the time to withdraw. I've been there, my friend. In spite of the consequences, I don't regret dealing with this addiction. It has changed who I am and has completely changed my relationship with God. Your viewpoints on the church line up with everything, I believe. I think historically, the church has done a great job of keeping people away from a real relationship with Jesus and have... Focus more on man-made traditions and guilt than what the Bible says. Keep up the good work, because I'm sure you're helping a lot of people. Thanks, dude.
1: Thanks, bro Seth.
0: It did inspire me. I want to do a whole episode on, uh, quote, head shop drugs, gas station drugs.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I
0: got... I, uh, boy. I make,
1: you peop- make you eat people's faces and shit, know what I'm saying? Oh,
0: dude. Uh, John McAfee, right? From as in like McAfee antivirus.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: uh-huh. yeah. He's like, I I just, I never even knew about this, but he, so he's he's like crazy rich, and he went moved to Belize, and uh-huh. bought a chemical laboratory, and like his thing is, anally doing MDPV and uh, Alpha PHP, which are bath salts. Alpha, Alpha PHP is very similar to Flocka. I'm sure you've heard of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is
0: like his favorite thing in the world to do, and he just like surrounds himself with like prostitutes and just does rectal MDPV like
1: and bones. Yeah,
0: it's weird. weird. Yeah, and then he murdered someone, and now he's on the run. It's really a strange. Shut up.
1: Story. Are you serious? Well, his next door neighbor. was... How have I never have I never heard this?
0: I know there's a documentary called Gringo
1: what the what is it on netflix
0: no it is in the uk so all our uk listeners
1: damn doug hey you know what else is you know what else is crazy about like people getting charged and or like sued for stuff you heard about jim carrey
0: oh yeah but continue
1: so jim carrey is getting sued by his ex-girlfriend's mother i think and her ex-husband for ready for this yep supplying her with the dope that she overdosed with you know what it was uh it said in the article Was it, like it was like it's a and prescription yeah fentanyl and like that sort of she is didn't i'll I, pull it up
0: yeah pull it while you're pulling it up i heard that she killed herself because he gave her stds
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, Unless unless
0: that was, like, a separate one.
1: He's had two girlfriends die?
0: I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. So, it probably is the same one.
1: Yeah. Um. In September, it was reported that Carrie was being sued by White's ex-husband, Mark Burton, for allegedly providing highly addictive drugs to her after obtaining them under the Arthur King alias. The lawsuit claims Kerry got a hold of Percocet, Propanol, Propanolol, Pro- Propanol,
0: Propanolol,
1: Propan Propanolol. That's yeah. it. An ambient. I don't even know what that is. I've been out the game, guys. It's
0: like well, it's, it's like the Michael Jackson thing. It's kind of like propofol, like a like a knockout. Oh drug. yeah,
1: yeah. Like a, um, I think it's a barbiturate. It, it, oh, is it?
0: If I'm not let me if I'm not mistaken.
1: Anywho, yeah, it's, keep, some, keep it's some gnarly shit. Um. And then it says his attorney said that there's no way he could have done that because he loved her and blah, 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 blah.
0: Oh, um, never mind. Propanolol is just a beta blocker. It works by relaxing blood vessels and slowing heart rate. So, well, there you go, idiot. I'm yeah. sorry. I shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but come on now.
1: Well, and so here's – yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I don't want to – I don't think it's in necessarily – the. Most interesting thing that uh, she died from a drug overdose. But are we like, are you liable if you give somebody mm. a shot and they
0: they just and, a hot, and they hot
1: shot? You know what I'm saying?
0: They just uh, sent the first person in Louisiana, uh, got life for that exact thing, and that's such bullshit, dude. You think any, so? Yes, absolutely. Because any ask any any junkie like yeah hey is the dude i get it from responsible if i overdose like no dude not at all right 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 and we had you know we had the i guess it's really messed up but we had the you know we'll our rule was like we'll do everything we can and like call you an ambulance but like we'll take you to an outside place because like and everyone agreed on that because it's like there's we're not all going to jail that was like right back in the day yeah 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 no i feel you but um well in in response to that who is it canada maybe somewhere in the u.s too they passed the good samaritan law where you're immune if you call to save someone's life
1: that's dope
0: that's what i'm saying dude like that's all all the law like that is gonna do is, prov- is be like i'm not calling
1: I'm yeah like, fuck, fuck that. that i'm not calling i'm out of here i'm out what'll happen. yeah exactly yeah um, so I totally I get all that. I get all that. But it, you know what else it made me think of was, um, potentially, so you know, you and I both agree that the way that we deal with drug offenders in the criminal justice system is generally fucked, yep, right? So like we treat these sick and suffering people like they're criminals, which they are, but they're also sick. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, um in the ideal world would we look at drug dealers differently than users? You know what I'm saying? Um like is there a, some sort is there I would say, there, so. I, I, would mean, say so.
0: I would say my time as a drug dealer was the absolute worst thing I've ever done in my life, like the worst sin I've ever committed.
1: I would say I don't feel that way because I only sold like tons of weed, I, I, but I, I literally, it was like, like it was super shitty
0: yeah see i, I you know the mean? things i sold like you can see i watched people like descend you know what i mean yeah and like still you know it's bad and then you have the drug dealers that don't even do drugs so absolutely so there's a special place and there's yeah. a
1: special place in hell for them i feel a little bit different about the people like me and you who are afflicted and are like i need dope and i'm going to do what i need to do like if i had to sell it to get it for free because i i'm unemployable like that's what i'm gonna do
3: that's yeah
0: that's the only reason i was doing it
1: yep yeah man let's uh,
0: let's get to this interview i'm pretty stoked on this one
1: yeah me too joe shrank what awesome It It's all okay.
2: Narcissistic, they just whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, current residents here at the moment, and you know, Sunday. I don't like, I don't like to ask other people to give up their Sunday. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much here alone until the night crew comes in. Um, there's some food service and stuff like that, but yeah, so it's it's kind of like being with a few toddlers. It is. You <laughs> Me and uh, want to wanting this and that and
3: you know babysitting well
0: this is uh, exactly this is my buddy debesh um hello he's filling in for my usual uh co-host because he had something come up i think something with actual toddlers
4: uh
2: oh okay
0: yeah um he's actually my old sponsor and he's getting his what's your what program what are you getting right now
4: i'm doing a phd in clinical psychology and i'm uh specializing in mindfulness-based relapse prevention and working with different, uh, addictive disorders. And, um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Are there different di- addictive disorders? I thought it was just addiction.
4: Um, well, in terms of like food addiction and drug addiction
2: and Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the big things. That's my, the big heat I take at the moment is that, mm. You know, replacing cannabis isn't possible because an addict is an addict and be addicted to anything. So, wait, what do you uh, mean? Well, replacing with cannabis? Yeah. I mean, look, replacing, uh, I mean, my whole thing with this is that there are drugs that will kill you. You know, we need to be honest about drug use, specifically in this particular culture. There's never going to be a drug free America. Like, yeah. that's fantasy. Yeah. Um, and so there are certain numbers, uh, probably a lot of people who are not willing to be totally abstinent. So what can we do? How do we help those people? What sort of treatment protocols can we implement to keep those kinds of people safe? To me, cannabis is the perfect thing because there isn't a lethal dose of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, um, there are theoretical lethal doses, but you know, yeah, not just, really just like
0: LSD. Not really. Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to the. Oh, did we lose him? Yeah, we lost him.
2: Damn. Volume up. It didn't work
4: out.
0: Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah okay. I want to. Um, I totally want to get to that, but I want to hear about your other. Uh, um, a lot of the people who listen to our show haven't ha- aren't familiar with you and your work and stuff. Um, yeah, uh-huh. and I was telling you, I found out about you through. Uh, well, I read the fix, so I kind of knew about you. Back in those days, um, but then I uh, I heard, rah, I heard rah, dopey with, with Dave and Chris. Uh, yeah, dopey
2: <laughs> with Dave and Chris. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> like like dopey. Wait, can you guys still see me? No, no, you're gone again, bro. Oh fuck! All right, well at least you can hear me. Wait, I'll try to get it back. Um, dopey with Dave and Chris. Chris used to work for me at a. Wait, there you are. There you are, Jed. There's one. There's one. Yeah, I don't know. Hang on. (laughs) Hey, there we go. go. Whoa, I see you. We're live. Okay. Um Yeah, I used to run a sober living or I started a sober living operation in Brooklyn and Chris used to work for me there.
0: That's is Um, is that is that the one where he ended up tripping acid in?
2: Yeah, that's the one. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. So (laughs) what Yeah, no, that's the one. Yeah. So how how did you
0: how did you even get into the recovery game? If you want to call it, yeah. The recovery scene.
2: um, Just probably stupidity more than anything. Yeah. I would guess is that. Well, I mean, look, I, uh, you know, I'm a sober guy myself. I'm sober 20 years. I went to social work school. Went to an MSW program. Well, I actually like before went before to... or after sobriety. No, no, no. After, after I got sober, I went back to school and okay. I did. I was in a bachelor's program. Just uh, kind of like I started. I got a job as a football coach at a small Catholic college in Westchester, just north <laughs> of the city in New York. And then I, um, uh, yeah, I started taking classes. And it just sort of grew and grew and grew. And then I went to a master's program at the University of Illinois. Um, and I kind of always thought that this is what I would go into. Uh, just as I sort of moved through that, uh, in retrospect, I, I'm not sure I would do it. I guess I would do it again, maybe just in a different way. Is is all? Yeah. I mean, I definitely like the. Um, I definitely like the work. You know, I definitely like helping people. I like I like seeing people grow and develop. Uh, I like to see them move away from their drug use or whatever is harming them, and those kinds of things. I'm not sure I would have gotten myself so involved in the rehab culture. Um, I'm like much more the, uh, interested in policy.
0: That's, that's what me and me and are career-wise going for. You mean just like the like the rehab politics bullshit type stuff, or well, wh- I mean, what do you look, mean by that?
2: I, yeah, I mean, I, I one of them, the first jobs I have is that Promises in uh, malibu malibu yeah nice uh, I mean, passages malady of, <laughs> wasn't passages it was promises i actually really liked the promises um i thought they did a lot of good things i think there's a lot of but there is a whole world of politics it's almost like watching um lock up you know like the yard yeah, yeah. politics at prison oh, yeah. like there's yeah. those guys over there and these guys over there and don't don't talk to them and i mean there's a lot of like shit that goes along with it which i guess it happens in anything you know sort of yeah. any field right it's, um, it's well it just seems acutely so in this field and one of the yeah. things that i was always interested in and i and i erroneously thought other people would be interested in is policy um, At like, like how do we make this better level for more stuff? people yeah not only national level stuff but it's like you know, look, I feel like we have some kind of moral imperative and obligation to help more people. So when people call and say, well, look, we don't have that kind of insurance or we don't have money, you know, to self pay for treatment for that kind of thing, um, it doesn't seem like the treatment industry is all that interested in helping that situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, man, I agree. Because uh, I went, through... I am. Yeah. Well, that's, and I want to talk about how you, do that basically uh, i'm in louisiana that's where Debesh is from but he's in portland right now um and so like our state uh-huh. just lost all the state funding to all of our state funded treatment facilities and i just went through a long ordeal trying to get one of my childhood friends into treatment and like from the time he said like okay i'm ready to go to treatment until i got him in the door it was like a month and a half and like barely, oh yeah oh yeah barely got that's him awful, in. so yeah so i mean are you just like massively independently wealthy like how do we how do you how do you make this happen? How do
2: you, how do you fix that? Yeah. Well, my solution is really unpopular, um, but what I think is that lots of industries have to pay a tax for the damage that they cause. Right. Right. California has many, 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 many taxes on gas because of the damage it does to the environment and the air and so on and so forth. Sure. Um And I don't see how alcohol escapes that. I don't see like alcohol has a shit ton of problems associated with it way more than any other drug, way yep. more than cocaine or heroin or anything else. And so. You know, I don't see why there isn't 10 cents per gallon or 10 cents per dollar or, you know, a simple tax raise on distilled spirits, beer and wine would solve the problem. That's there would be drop in centers idea. and yeah, there'd be every city in America with a population of more than 500,000 people could have drop in centers for people to say, OK, I get it. I'm here. They could have state of the art detox. They could have continuing care services, job training, a bunch of different things that would help the situation. So why alcohol just skates and amasses wealth, I have no idea. There are states that haven't raised taxes on alcohol in decades. Wyoming's last tax raise on alcohol was in 1935. And I called the governor's office. I was like, what the fuck, man? I mean, I know your state... I mean, I know it's like I know there's like four people that live in your state, but still 19, you know, 1935. It seems (laughs) it seems a bit excessive. And to me, it's like that is just how powerful the alcohol, the distilled spirits lobby is, is that they keep everything. They want it readily available. They want it um, cheap. Uh, You can go to Costco and buy a half gallon of vodka for twenty dollars. And well, go and and, and kill if yourself. They, if they did
0: attacks like that, that's an admi- it's an admission of guilt essentially. I would feel like that's that's where they're coming from. So, they don't have to admit guilt. Well, we know yeah. they're guilty. Have you right. got, have you gotten? No, I mean, I'm totally I'm totally mm-hmm. on board. But I, like, I can see playing devil's advocate. I can see their point. Uh, have you have you had any leeway? Like, has anybody gotten on board with this? No. No. Yeah. No, not even like a few people. You would a little think.
2: bit. I mean, look, people say, "Wow, that's, yeah, hey, that's right. You know, that's a great idea. in my it. neighborhood. and that and then that's kind of it, right. And so there isn't a, a recovery lobby. We're not pushing back on the distilled spirits lobby. We don't have lawyers with an office on K Street in d c writing a brief saying, "Fuck you, alcohol lobby. like look, look, if you yeah. if you, If you repeal the Sunday law in some of the southern states where people can now buy your product on Sundays, we're going to get this many more car accidents. We're going to get this many more domestic violence calls, this many more um, hospital admissions, so on and so forth. And to me, I'm not a prohibitionist. I'm not saying we should. I'm like, I I get it. Okay, fine. People want to buy alcohol. The question is, who pays for it? We pay for it. Right. The taxpayer pays for it. And then the family who cannot access services, Mm. they also pay for it. And so it's just so, not it's just not right. Yeah. And then it'll cost you us a lot more in the long run, right? Way more. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're clogging ERs. We're you know, look, we're where people if they can't access uh, treatment, chemical dependency treatment or substance use disorders or whatever it is, they continue on that road. That it's a costly road. It's a costly road to the community and to the taxpayer. And in my view, I fine, you don't want to pay the tax, don't drink it. It's simple. Yeah. It's not it's not like it's it's not bread. Well, it's and not they've, like, after, they've done yeah. it with
0: tobacco, so
2: exactly. That's right. They've and, done and it and with tobacco. And they're continuing
0: to, to raise that up. That's interesting. Yes, must, the taxes
2: with tobacco continue to raise, and one of the things that's empirical, we can empirically say that as taxes rise, use declines. So that's oh, yeah. really oh, what yeah, their
0: opposition yeah. is. That's why I started right? vaping. <laughs>
4: From
2: like fifty like percent of teens <laughs> sure. smoking
4: to now, I think fifteen percent of high sure. school students. Smoke cigarettes as opposed to like 50 60 percent, uh, just like 20 right. years ago. It's crazy,
2: sure. I mean, the rates of smoking have declined and declined, and a lot of it was sort of public health advocacy and so on and so forth, and all of that. But the truth is, the rates started to nosedive when taxes raised. But mm-hmm. cigarettes are $15 a pack in New York City, yeah. <laughs> nope, you know, so right. My- I mean, Mike. My- my grandmother was a three-pack-a-day smoker. When they went to a dollar, it was like, forget it. When they went to a dollar, God. Well, right. I mean, yeah. this was that was just the time. That was the time. I don't, so, maybe didn't even go to a dollar. I
0: don't know. So, do you do you offer? What are like the services you offer? What are the places you run? How, like, do you own a treatment center? Do you run just sober living houses?
2: What? Well, I have a sober living that I started in New York City. I do individual consultations for a bunch of different. You know, either systems, families, individuals, try to figure out the right move for them, interventions, that kind of thing. I write a lot. I comment a lot on TV. um, And then I have this new treatment center in Los Angeles that incorporates cannabis as part of the protocol. Um, And that's probably my swan song. I think it'll either fly or I'll be run out of the business entirely. Really? Finally and forever. Oh, yeah. No, people are pissed. But
0: it seems almost... I guess we can just go ahead and get to it. It seems almost do you see it as inevitable and you're just kind of ahead of the curve, or are you just not even thinking
2: it that way? I think the cannabis is here to stay. I think that as states decriminalize and the loo the, the laws loosen up or they go right to just sort of adult use, which is what the California what California is going to now is the adult use of cannabis. Um and so my view is, well, why aren't we going to be friends with this? Let's not be adversarial with it. Let's, let's engage the people who are making a lot of money in cannabis. One of the things that they want to do is they want to uh, put the tax revenue to good use. Right. Um, right. So, OK, great. And one of the things that could be put to good use is to help people get off opiates and dangerous addictions by using cannabis. And it is possible. There's lots of research that demonstrates it. Uh, you know, for some people, there are some people who are not going to be viable candidates for that. There are some people that it's right. going to work for it, but there are a number of people who can benefit from that. Yeah, so states with medicinal cannabis have 25% fewer overdose deaths than states without. So all these states that are going to medical cannabis, how they're not including opiate dependence as a qualifying condition mm-hmm. is just, it's absolutely just wrong.
0: It is. Well, so break. So to the people that just imagine a group of dudes wow. just sitting around smoking blunts reading the big book. Why don't you
2: break down <laughs> what, it, what it actually yeah. is? Uh, that's pretty much what it is. Little Yeah. Pink <laughs> yeah. Book. You know. James. James now, I mean, up. I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> Jane Silent Bob. I mean, I think that one of the biggest things that I'm fighting with this is just the culture war of what people think of cannabis use and cannabis, you know, the, the Western idea in the United States is that just the use of it is inherently crime or inherently pathology. Mm-hmm. It's not either, necessarily. There are millions of people who use cannabis recreationally or medicinally without impairment. And so there is no diagnosis without impairment, right? You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can call it a bad decision. You can call it a questionable decision. Nobody has ever been able to convince me that it's crime. And so the idea that this particular thing is either crime or pathology is wrong. So there are a lot of uses for it. Um, my mother, my mother uses it. Um, but, you know, I mean, she uses a topical, every time I say my mother uses it, they think she, people think she brings a bong to bridge. Yeah. Right. With all the other, <laughs> like, oh, here, like all the, other, all the other, all the other, her bridge group, all these 73 year old women, just, you know, taking bong rips in between. Probably uh, make bridge more tolerable. I'm sure. Well, I, I'm sure it would, but I mean, I think it makes a lot of things more tolerable. Um, but uh so there's a lot of uses there's topicals that they say it helps with and um uh arthritis you know things like that
0: so at your place though like what are the who is eligible for this and who do you use it for and it's not just because it's not a blanket like come here and you can just smoke weed even if you were just like a weekend
2: you know heavy drinker, alcohol well i mean we're we're looking for certain qualifying Indicators of somebody who can do well. Ultimately, it's a medical decision for the doctor, right? So we exactly. don't want to. There are people who who don't do well with cannabis. People who have existing schizo, schizophrenic disorders, mm-hmm. um, some bipolarity. There's probably a bunch of things where they would just sort of immediately disqualify people as a possibility for this. So the things that I'm looking for are um, people who have who have tried abstinence and it hasn't worked for them. They are continuing on with with dangerous and self harming behaviors. So if somebody's like, "Look, man, I have a an infected uh, injection site. I've been to rehab. I've been to Hazelden five times," it's Mm. like, "All right, well maybe we try this. You know, let's see how this goes." Um, You know, I was not expecting so many other people. We have. There's a currently we have a young guy who kind of got himself hooked on opiates uh, because he has Crohn's disease, and so it was used as a few of those. Yeah, managed. They're trying to manage pain with with oh. opiates and that kind of thing. He he says first of all, cannabis is a much safer, more viable pain management uh, tool for for him. He's only you know twenty six years old or whatever he is. Second of all, he says that the cannabis itself helps the Crohn's disease. It helps manage the inflammation, a bunch of different things. So in my mind, it's like, well, he's not hazelden in and and those kinds of traditional. AA indoctrination camp rehabs are going to tell them well you're a drug addict and you can't smoke pot and you know this kind of thing so we really created this for those kinds of people who have other other uh reasons and other indications of of uh, making this a viable option for them i thought it was going to be all young kids who are still continuing to use heroin that have been to treatment multiple times and we definitely have that population But we also have an older population of people drinking themselves to death, people who um, are unsafely using medications with alcohol. That's one of the ways that people really hurt themselves as they get older.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, You know, we had this lady, and she called. She's like, "Well, I took a Valium." It's like, "Okay, right? Did you? Okay. Well, you know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you already know where this is going. You, You know where this story ends. This story ends with." Her children freaked out in the ER because then she had some she had a glass of wine. You know, oh, and it, my, and, oh my oh my lord, oh my star. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And so the the idea that it's somehow wrong to have this particular person manage her anxiety or insomnia with a cannabis-infused lemon drop. Um you know uh is weird because she can't hurt herself with that. I mean, I guess she could get really stoned and trip. or Yeah, something, but not but not in the traditional so, sense of so hurting
4: it, yourself. Go ahead. So like for the for these people um for the people that really you, you you recommend cannabis for Are you like having treatment goals for them to also attend 12-step programs? And like have you had blowback from that and what does that kind of look like?
2: Well, we get a tremendous amount of blowback from 12-step programs. Not so much in Los Angeles at gay meetings. A lot of the sort of West Hollywood... Gay meetings. A lot of those guys are on HIV control medications, and so they do use cannabis as, as part of the way that they manage those symptoms. Hmm. So that community, as always, is very accepting. You know, it's like, right? like I swear to God, it's like your neighborhood, your neighborhood sucks. Ask the gays; they'll know what to do. You know, like, like rehab sucks. The gays can, they'll they'll fix it. Um, so it's just you know it's just like one of those. One of those things. So, wh- I mean, we always support mutual peer support for sure. Lots yeah. and lots of people are not willing to go to AA. They've had a negative experience with it. They don't like the God aspect of it. Whatever yeah. it is for them, you know, I'm not a person. Um, and I guess it's ironic because I am an AA person, but I'm not an evangelical. I'm not going to, you know, I don't like trying to convince people of things. It's like, all right, well, whatever. If this isn't, you know, let's let's just try something else. You know, we know empirically from research that peer support helps people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So other people trying to do the same thing and, and having a kind of common goal and a common solution and, and being able to interact, that's really what helps people. It isn't so much that AA has any kind of magic spell. Um, and so we don't, you know, look, we're happy to take people to AA meetings. There's other things. There's um, uh, smart recovery some people find yeah. helpful. Mm-hmm the the more cannabis friendly gay AA meetings here in LA, <laughs> but you know I, I, there's probably not a lot of that in other cities. I mean, I guess New York. Yeah, no, America, America. certainly not in Louisiana. But uh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I well, mean, actually, I could no tell. New Orleans. Yeah,
0: I mean, I take that back. New Orleans.
4: Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a there's a back. recovery center over there. But yeah. not in
0: farm country, Louisiana. But so so coming from AA, I can't imagine that. I mean, this was obviously a process for you to get where you are, and so. Yeah, I imagine it came from like defeats and like what actually works or I don't know just kind of what like were you at some point uh, a big book thumper or that was just never your thing or like what kind of got you to the where you are now as far as your philosophy. I've never really been
2: a big book thumper I mean I've always enjoyed it myself but I like Tom Sawyer too I'm not sure how (laughs) applicable it is to the modern world
0: you know some of it.
2: Some of it was always I always thought was weird, you know, like you go to big book meetings and they'd be like, uh, you know, some people don't have to drink for very long. This is really true of woman folk. And I'm like, What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> woman woman folk? <laughs> like like don't give the woman folk. That, that any entire book.
4: chapter to wives is just like <laughs> Yeah,
2: God. the whole thing is just <laughs> yeah. it's just it's so insane. Um but, you know, it's I mean that's like that's like, women are already crazy. Don't let them drink. they'll be crazy. You know, it's like... So, um, <laughs> you know, but yes, I mean, I've always... I've, I've always... I would say early on in my career, I think I learned over time that AA is not the solution for everybody. It's, in fact, not really the solution for very many people. I mean, if you... You know, we don't totally know because AA doesn't allow for social science research, but what most people who attempt it don't like it and they don't, it doesn't speak to them. And to just tell them that, well, you're wrong or you're not willing or you didn't pray or whatever it is, you know, I don't think is the right thing. I've always thought of addiction as a very complex thing um, with spiritual aspects and physical and emotional and mental health and, you know, that kind of thing. I've always thought we should be medicalizing it more than we do. Um, Hmm. Meaning, um, well, there's, you know, Well, it's it's a behavioral thing, okay. Well, but it's behavioral to get too fat to walk around Walmart, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. those people, there's an element of behavior with those folks, but they have a medical procedure that can help them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they can have bariatric surgeries or gastric bypass or whatever it is, and nobody says, "Well, fuck you, you didn't really lose all that weight because you didn't pray. You could have prayed, Nate Carrots, (laughs) you know." So I mean, it's like people who rely on medication. to to help their addiction, I don't see that. That's necessarily well, a bad idea. You're a spiritual dude as well, too, right? Or myself personally, I personally. am a spiritual dude. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, so know, I'm just spiritual... setting it so it's not
0: a, uh, a just setting the uh, the background that it's not like a scientifically biased things that you're saying.
2: No, I mean, look, I, I, I have great respect for the Jesuits and the Jesuits don't think that spirituality and science are mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, they okay. they in fact think that the um, that that scientific inquiry is a God given talent and therefore but it's up to us to work it all out. We you know, we're not just you know, we're going to have to put some effort into it. And so, you know, I've always thought um, I mean, for me, it's always it's it's much more about action. Than just, I don't know. I mean, I'm a Catholic. I'm not great Catholic. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, You know, as these friends, you know, I took this African my girlfriend and I adopted this African orphan and these guys are like, Well, we'd love to see you at Mass. I'm like, Really? The African's orphan? That's not enough? Now you want me to be at Mass? <laughs> it's like, Wow. Well, like, I like thought you I, was wow. I was done. Wow, yeah. I'm good. All right, why don't you start why don't you start announcing at Mass that you know, we'd love all of you to be taking an African orphan home with you. Kind of that, oh, you know. Funny. So I think it's a hard, it's a hard thing to get out. But but back to your original question, I think the ultimate thing, my ultimate deciding factor or experience is when my friend uh, Greg overdosed and died alone in a hotel room. It wasn't like he didn't try. It wasn't like we didn't put him in rehab. I don't know, you know how many times I'd taken him to rehab. It wasn't like we didn't go to a million AA meetings. We did everything. And he did in earnest. I mean, he, he definitely followed directions. He did everything they said. And so to me, it was like towards the end, okay, maybe he's just not going to get with abstinence. But what about pot? Like,
3: yeah. like could
2: you replace – could you get – can we get rid of the trinity of death here? Can we get rid of the Coke and the Xanax and the booze? And if we replace that with cannabis – I don't know, man. Look, you're way more likely to give up cannabis someday than you are to resurrect from the dead. And, right. Um, yeah. So and what's... so 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 that was kind of the I'm gonna do something different. I'm really gonna I'm gonna put it out to the universe in some way.
0: So what's how's what's how what are the successes? How's it going?
2: Well, it's early on. I mean, we have a lot of anecdotal information. We've learned a lot. We've learned more about the population that can benefit, one of it being older people. I never thought... Old people love weed. I had no oh, idea.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, I guess I guess people do. Um, but it's actually... I, I mean, they're on so many medications. And my thing is, like, can you get rid of half of these pills? Because a lot of these pills are just sort of symptomatic care. You yeah, know, they're uh-huh. just... They're just sort of making people feel better. they're not curing anything. and so if that's what it is, if it's just gonna make people feel better and I'm not opposed to the human condition being alleviated um, hmm. but if that's what it's doing, then can we do it with something that's safe you know oh, rather yeah. than rather than um, the the lady who you know took a Valium and then you know had some wine I mean yeah. I, which is very easy to do yeah. I Extremely. mean, it's very, especially for older. I'm 48. Every night, I'm like, "Shit, did I take my pills? I don't remember." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you could very easily double up on your pill. You know, for yeah. an older oh, yeah. person yeah, who's sure. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. so it's very easy for accidental things to happen. Um, uh, so that's. I, I mean, we've learned a lot about that. One, one of the things I've learned is that detox is so much better if you let them smoke weed. You know. Mm. Um, the insomnia, the bone pain, the nausea, all the stuff that they complain about, There's no they, the medications do not contraindicate they're perfectly safe. If they're being tapered from benzos, if they're being um, managed with Librium from an alcohol detox, mm-hmm. cannabis can really, really help them. It can really help them sleep, which is really the best thing in a yeah, detox. Yeah. Um, it can really help them uh, just kind of get through it without that impulsive, I can't stand it, I'm leaving, which happens a lot. Not if you yeah. let them smoke weed. <laughs> yeah seems to be
0: well so have you had any 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 standout successes you can think of
2: personal people that well we have and i think that it's this particular operation is new this particular uh how, how new? first uh january we started in oh january. wow okay yeah yeah very, very so th- mm. this is this is brand new Harm reduction is nothing new. There's nothing new about harm reduction. Yeah, my uh, my mentor's
4: mentor was one of the pioneers, Alan Marlatt, of uh, harm reduction um, research in general. And I think a big thing uh, that stemmed from was that he went to AA and he wanted to keep drinking. He was like, he was like, I, I want to keep drinking. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was alcoholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Um, I mean, maybe we need a reformed AA. And, I mean, it's a hard thing because when I went to AA, um, when I was a young guy in AA, I was like, this is great. I feel so much better. If only I could drink a little because that's the only part I don't like anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I like like meeting my friends. I like going out for coffee. I like, you know, this makes sense. Stop being an asshole. The big book and the steps and all that. But it's like, yeah. I mean, and, and the truth is, if that were available, I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure it's the right thing. You know, I don't I'm, I'm not right. trying to say that I'm not trying to say don't do abstinence. I definitely. Well, um, exactly.
4: I think it's just important for uh, us to know as alcoholics and addicts that there are there is this small group of people, which I think is a very small group of people where harm reduction would be the best modality for. But I think that is a very small percentage um, of folks just so based on what I've seen. Um, Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, look, I mean, it's really hard to say. I think one of the things that I've learned about high sobriety is that there are a lot of people out there who do use cannabis and are afraid to say so. You know, and one of the reasons is because just by using it, you're a criminal and nobody wants to think of themselves as a criminal. So I think that, again, that's a cultural thing. I don't I don't know that we have accurate information about how many people practice harm reduction or how many people could benefit.
0: Well, so, so why? Well, because uh, all three of us are are got sober through abstinence. So yeah. why why do you stick with abstinence? And and I guess the, I'm sure the common pushback is, I'm one of those one percent of the one percent, just like dumpster junkies, that if any anything that makes me feel good, I'm going to want to substitute my normal waking life with that feeling. Right. So, sure. I don't know, so why, like, sure. just talk about why abstinence for you? Um,
2: uh, you know, it, it literally was, okay, I'll try. Um, and, and then it literally was, okay, I'll keep going, and now it's been 20 years. Right. And so, you know, I think it's like, eh, I'm not going to stop brushing my teeth either. Um, <laughs> you know, there are certain things that are just sort of habit- I made the commitment. I stuck with it. I've had good and bad things in my life. Like everybody, um, there've been, uh, lots of good things and lots of negative things, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, um, I might use a topical if my knee hurts anymore, but there's no intoxicating properties with that. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not going to start smoking weed. First of all, I don't like it. I don't like the smell, which people think is weird yeah Um, because because uh you know i'm like a weed hero snoop dogs magazine named me pothead of the week and uh did they really i was like yeah they did oh man yeah for my for my innovation with the cannabis culture and i was very clear i don't use cannabis it's not virtue as what the reason i don't the reason is um I made a commitment to be to to be abstinent. It's gone well for me. I don't think but part of my part of my journey in recovery is honesty, and the honesty is not everybody is going to do well because I did well in on that road, you know, and so there there needs to be options for people um, uh, uh, to to do that. I mean, I hear you. I, I look for a lot of these young guys. My hope is that they do move on to cessation of all drug use, Mm -hmm. for sure. You know that, okay, look, all right, you're in purgatory, you've been smoking weed. And it happened. I mean, before we opened this and I was uh, working with an individual client and he got off heroin and uh, using medical cannabis and, okay, his parents were very grateful. They weren't worried about him dropping dead every second of the day. It might have saved his life. Then he he tells me, uh, well... Uh, My girlfriend doesn't like the weed, and I said, "Okay, do you like the girlfriend or do you like the weed?" I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't make that decision for you. But you know, this might be an opportunity to to see what life is like without it. Um, This might be an opportunity to give it up. This might be, you know. So, so we don't really know what's going to happen for people. What we know is browbeating people into uh, abstinence. It makes them vulnerable. There's a there is a backlash for some people, and and that's when a lot of the overdose rates really spike is when people have come out of treatment.
3: Yeah. So
2: if there isn't the you yeah. know if there isn't the buy in, to me, it's and maybe I'm like, I don't know. I used to have this kid on a little league team who had Down syndrome, and the special ed teacher was all up in my shit about this, about keeping him safe and whatever. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Just I'm gonna put him in the batting order. I don't care. Kind of right. thing, um, and maybe I'm now that special ed teacher <laughs> where, where I just want to keep people safe. You yeah, know? I don't want to push them them too point. far into the world, and so I don't. I don't really. I don't really know. I do know, um, and I can say uh, pretty confidently that 100 percent of our population would not be in treatment. They've either walked out of treatment centers, they've been to treatment centers, it hasn't worked well for them. Um, so there's a lot of those people out there who need. They need that kind of interim step, right? Because yeah. I—I mean, uh, you, you, you're yeah. vaping, right? You—you yeah. you quit smoking, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. quit smoking. You reduce the Very harm. Mm-hmm. someday, mm-hmm. someday there might be a girl saying, "Get this, get this thing's got to go," and you'll get rid of it, or you'll just decide you don't want to do it, or you'll move on to the next step of, yeah, of elimination. Kind of. Yeah. So, so that's the thing that I think is is important, and the expansion of how we look at not only addiction um, treatment but addiction in general. And it really, because it really is a spectrum thing. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily a black or white thing. People tip into and out of harm. Um,
0: so, and that. Depending on what's
2: going on with their life.
0: And I wanted to uh, hit on. It's. Well, it's funny. A. I'm just anticipating it's what you're saying is in such stark contrast to the people I'm going to let listen to this and my little, uh, (laughs) hardcore AA scene where I'm from. That's just going to be, that's just going to be good. But B, um, you're, so you don't kick people out for using, which is a thing that I, uh, agree with. Actually, I've never really quite understood why you're going to punish, someone with colic for coughing like you
3: know right
0: what that yeah like- i
2: mean uh, well look i've never kicked people out for using when i ran a sober living people to me it's like well why would you punish people for having the problem that they came to you for help with like that just doesn't make any sense to me like yes the alcoholics are drinking imagine that well so you know, what's you, what's it, the
0: um What's, are there any consequences? What's to, what's to stop people from just uh, just using all the time? Nothing them,
4: or like getting loaded with the community or other people in the program. Right.
2: Like Look, the behaviors are different than the actual than than. And yes, oh, the I delivery see. the delivery of the information matters. So self reporting is better than us us. Figuring it out. Gotcha. Um, you know, behaviorally. At some point, the conversation was, look, this isn't the right level of care for you. Let's figure something out. Well, I'm not doing that. Then, all right, well, then you can't be here for the reason that you just described. We can't have other people in jeopardy. We can't have other people, um, uh, you know, we can't. We, we, we have to keep the milieu as safe as we possibly can, which is one of the reasons I had a narcotic detection dog. People thought I was yeah, crazy. That's all. Awesome. I was like... <laughs> He's like, you, I'm, do you still? I'm crazy? <laughs> yes, I, well, I do. I mean, he li- he's older now, you know. He's, That's so he, funny. He li- I haven't brought him out here to California. He's still in New York just because I don't want to, you know, he's 10, 11 years old. I don't want to disrupt him oh, yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is they don't. Um... Has he made any huge bus? Oh, yeah. No, he finds <laughs> shit all the time. But he, uh, you know, they lose. they lose their drive to do it. At probably about eight, nine years, they figure out, my guy is gonna feed me and pet me Regardless. no matter what. Yeah, I like the funny. Like they, like they really clue in, and he clues in like, I if I get on the couch, nothing really is gonna happen, you know. So, <laughs> so they start they start <laughs> to become a, a pet. And um,
4: fuck this, I'm retired.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nick, Mick is. Yeah, I mean, he's largely a pet now. But I'll I'll get another one. I mean, I just feel like, look, it's information. Why don't you want to have the information about what's going on? Um, and so I think that that's an important part of it. But I also think we have a lot less of it when we just sort of say cannabis use is, is acceptable. And it's acceptable. And that's the other thing. Is, that, to be clear is it about.
0: acceptable uh, whole cloth at your other places?
2: No. Oh, okay. No. No, that's an abstinent. Just, just yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, this is the one designated spot, and when yeah, okay. I say it's gotcha. acceptable, there are there are designated times based on the medical protocol. So the doctor determines route of admission, whether it's an edible, a vape, uh, or an actual burned flower. Um, determines the, the frequency during the day, uh, if they can, you know. So it isn't just it's not just sitting around smoking pot. It's actually one of the things I think that people who have come here is like. Yeah, this is actually harder than I thought because they right. have to have a movement practice. So, so they, they work out with a trainer. They, design, they get a nutrition program and a physical movement practice program designed for them. There's a lot of intense therapy. We uncover a lot of stuff, a lot of trauma. That's the other thing is people who have trauma, vets in particular, and we will take vets pro bono. Um, um, they, do, awesome. they do really, really well. Well, combat vets. Like, I've had dudes be like, yeah, yeah, I peeled potatoes during Korea. I'm like, Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, 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 you have the VA. I mean, we want like the gnarly ones, like I'm shooting yeah. dope. I can't get a yeah. draw, you know, all those, that kind of thing. But, but those guys, I mean, one of the applications that I have found is with the whole PTSD and the nightmares and all that. It's like, Look, man, go out on the deck and smoke a bowl, you know, and, and a lot of research that supports that, man. It's, yeah. Right. And they can then they can go back to bed. If they don't, it tips into insomnia, it tips into drinking, it t- tips into abusive um, medications. I mean, the idea that a 26-year-old guy whose fucking leg got blown off can have a bottle of Vicodin, a bottle of vodka, and a gun and be in compliance with uh, VA policy but not right. have cannabis is just nuts to me. You know? Yeah. Which I've yeah. said. I'm like, that's, that's a yeah. little crazy. Right. Because he's it is. he's crazy, this kid, and we can dial him down, um, you know, and I love that because they'll take direction. I'm like, look, man, you got no Second Amendment rights here. There's no guns in here mm-hmm. and there's no there's no booze. There, and the pills are as as directed. And mm-hmm. we're trying to get rid of the ones that have potential to hurt you. Um, the upside is you can smoke weed. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. so um, and a lot of them will take that deal. Um Anyway, so it's interesting. You will get pushback from your AA group, but I think it I ne- it needs to be said that this is not AA recovery. That's not what we're doing. Right on. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're not doing that. We're not trying to diminish or disparage so AA recovery. Just we're trying to say live in harmony with. I don't see why. Look, I don't know, man. I you know, I don't. Jews can get along with Catholics. Like in Brooklyn, there's. Synagogues next to the churches. It's not like, you know, well, we're better than you or you should all come over here and ask or whatever. I mean, it's just just different things for different people. Cool. Mm -hmm. Where where can people uh, find out about this? Highsobrietytreatment.com. All right. Um, There's a lot of media out there about it. A lot's been written. Um, There's a lot of like news stories and that kind of thing. So and I'm I'm always I always answer emails. So if people want to yell at me. That's fine. They what's can, your what's your email? Joe at highspiritytreatment com. All right, there it is.
0: Well, dude, thanks for um, thanks for talking with us, man. It's been really good. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to uh,
2: happy to oblige.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. It's cool.
2: Okay. All right. Very good, guys. Take care. All right, bud. Take care, bro. All right.
0: Bye. bye. Yeah. I mean, people that are so well-spoken like that it's hard to be like i fucking disagree with you <laughs> you know right
4: right like I, <laughs> it was you know i mean it's interesting though because i you know me a year ago would have totally disagreed with everything you had to say you know right and just doing my own process and my own work and learning that there really isn't a one size fit all you know way of treatment for fucking addiction you know in general it's just not it's just not the case you know right and how many times people people multiple multiple treatments you know he just didn't want it bad enough you know
0: yeah it, yeah, it, yeah yeah
4: you but know i got it but, I then, it,
0: get, get, but mm-hmm. then it's like i think like i would love to do or i would have loved to do that but just because i thought i would have been getting fucked up
4: that's that's the problem, and I think yeah. the guys on the harm reduction side need to have like this disclaimer: like, look, this yeah. probably is not for you. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. <laughs> or at least just like have some shit in secret, like because all of us as an addict, be like, no, that's what's been wrong, man. I just wasn't smoking weed. Need to smoke you know? more weed, I man. I do it, by the government's out to get me, and they're trying to take my marijuana away. Yeah, exactly. You
1: no,
4: know, as you know, and so it's like I think that needs to be really, really clear. You know, like. This fucking this is for a very small percentage of the population, and um, contrary to what he was, you know, you know, twelve steps I think do work for most people that try them. You know,
0: they do well, and it's I think think the is
4: trying them. You know,
0: Yeah, 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 and it's it's funny that just in different like in different pockets of the country, you're gonna find like I'm sure people in Minneapolis are like. 12 step definitely works you know what i mean yeah and then you got yeah, people yeah. in in lafayette 12 step definitely works in california i'm sure it's a little different and there's different approaches. exactly in portland it's exactly. a little different in florida they're just like here's some pills <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah 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 you can't just say like this is AA. like right, AA is different right. to god county you know right so it's hard to just kind of make it like a universal thing you know yeah, it's
0: Uh, Well, cool, man. Thanks for doing that with me.
4: Yeah, totally, bro. Time.
1: J Junior,
0: that was a good interview.
1: Yes, it was, sir.
0: Um, so speaking of good interviews, uh huh. Uh, I ate a piece of bacon earlier. I don't know. I was trying to think. What's the opposite of where would I go if I wanted to go? The opposite of speaking of good interviews. Um, speaking of good interviews, my cat died. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of good interviews, I've got a cyst on my left buttocks. Like, <laughs> right. Um, you didn't like that one. That one was good.
1: That one. That one wasn't as good. What was not good about? <laughs> just kidding. I feel like we just went straight to the ass. It was like, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Um.
0: Yep. Yeah, got nothing. So I was okay. at a meeting and uh-huh. this new, a 12-step meeting for yes a 12 step that might meeting be new here uh-huh. um and this newcomer was sharing and he was like how new first how new I don't think he's new I think he's been around but I think he's only got like a month now I'm pretty sure I've seen him around for for a solid minute at least okay at least a year like okay gotcha I think anyway he said, uh-huh. he said uh he started with he's like man you know I started to look at God like like okay so the plug always has the best shit right So God is like the ultimate plug because he got that bomb drug dude <laughs> and then and then he made in an action to his credit there were some parallels then he went into this this uh, this speech about paralleling God to a drug dealer and he was like, you know so you don't just walk up to the plug you got to have a friend to introduce you and I was like, man eh. Okay, I see where you're going with this guy. <laughs> and he was like and, and then you don't just walk up to the plug and you'd be like, Yo, let me get a let me get a key and I'm gonna sell it for you. Nah, 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 you got to get to know him. It's <laughs> like, oh my god. This is either the dumbest thing I've ever heard or like the smartest thing I've ever heard. It was pretty be a little
1: I, it can be both ends. It,
0: it and. did. It, it was pre- it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Were and, people
1: do were people laughing at it?
0: Oh yeah yeah. yeah. And he called his sponsor the middleman and shit. It was good. Oh, you know, it, it was funny. Yeah. You yeah. Know. <laughs> it was funny. You know. how. Yeah. Funny how? Yeah. Funny how? Funny guy? Funny guy? Um Yeah. I was going to So we have
1: about... a we have another email. What else are you going to talk about?
0: Uh yeah, let's read the email. We'll we'll save all this for the uh bonus content, which you can hear if you join us on Patreon.
1: Link is below. Link is Finish
0: below. Um. Oh, I I nailed the next idea to the next video I'm going to do. Should be good. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be good. I'm excited. It's me holding up Donald Trump's decapitated head. Do you think that'll go over well?
1: I think it, it'll it get some buzz. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was, I, that's what I was thinking with this Kathy Griffin stuff was, would it be worth it to do something like that just to get like – because there really is – no such thing as bad press dude like would it be worth it to just do the most <laughs> obviously
1: oh, my here's bad. the thing like if we did that no one would give a shit
0: yeah exa- well no, no no that's what i'm saying we wouldn't do that but there is something we could do that people <laughs> would give a shit you know there is because there's like normal sure. people get in trouble for dumb shit all the time
1: yeah that's true
0: I don't know I'm what is. I'm sure I, there's something. I don't know what do, it though. is. I don't either. It. Pro- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I it. think,
1: yeah, if we did something like super racist or like yeah, super it'd sexist. Be, it'd
0: probably have to be racist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially like being two white boys from, the, from exactly, the burbs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't go over very well. Yeah.
0: Well, scratch that idea. Uh. So the email's from Marissa, who is a new Patreon.
1: What's up, Marissa? Shout oh. out, Marissa. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: It says, uh, message body, semicolon, uh, (laughs) that's not part of the letter. Hey guys, I heard about your podcast through Bad Christian Pastor With No Answers, and I've really been enjoying listening. I never struggled with an addiction to drugs, but quote, other drugs, end quote, for sure. Very clever. I've been in recovery for an eating disorder and porn for several years now. I got plugged in to celebrate recovery at my church, and it played a key role in me finally making progress to conquer my addictions. I really loved hearing about the other programs that are out there through the podcast and the parallels they share. When I was listening to the episode with that sober guy, y'all briefly mentioned food as a drug, is it? I'd love to hear an episode on this. Coming from the eating disorder slash food addiction world, it seems to be the socially acceptable addiction and way too common, probably among the majority of men and women in our society to some extent, whether they are aware of it or not. A porn porn addiction episode would be interesting as well. I think we all know this is a major problem. I don't know what you're talking about, Marissa. I have never looked at porn. It's a sin. Exactly. Not only for men, but women as well. That's a very good point. It is. A big thanks to you guys for creating a great show. Just hearing open and honest thoughts about different aspects of the recovery process has helped to hold me accountable to what I know to be true in my own recovery. It's very encouraging. Keep it up. P.S. I'll stop mooching soon. Promise. You better, Marissa. She did. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Marissa. Thank you, Marissa. (laughs) Forgive forgive me, Marissa.
1: Yeah, dude. No, Um, that's awesome. Please. So keep- we a shout outs, Joyce Svenson, shout out bad Christian, shout out. That's over guy. Yes, sir. Oh, um, also we are doing a food. So t- tune in soon. We are doing a food addiction yes, episode.
0: That's two weeks from now. And also bad, uh, bad Christian recently suggested that people suggest who they want on. So I want the congregation to barrage their social media and, uh, demand church and other drugs go on
1: demand it
0: demand it don't take no for an answer organize some sort of hunger strike whoever does it i will slip listen this is what i'll do throughout the conversation i'll just be like yeah joey so how are you doing marissa uh you know it was very good andy uh you know yeah and i'll just drop every patreon name we have <laughs> sprinkled <laughs> throughout the conversation i'll be like yeah that's a very good point josiah uh you know yeah josh very good so <laughs> that'll be fantastic it would be so you know help us that's a that. all right until next time um It's been cool Yeah we need to do And when I leave Come together like butt cheeks